Coming up, we jump on with Mike Richmond of Locked On Blazers to talk about the possibilities, all the possibilities, of what can happen between the Portland Trailblazers and the Brooklyn Nets this summer. Is Mikhail Bridges going to Portland? Is Portland sending Damian Lillard? There's so many range, so many pieces of the ranges of outcome here for the Brooklyn Nets and the Blazers. Wanted to jump on with an expert in Portland to talk about it. You're going to hear that all in a second. But first, the theme music. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, or if you're lucky enough, you're listening to another episode of Locked On Nets. Today, we're talking all things Mikhail Bridges, all things Anthony Simons, all things the number three pick. That's right. It's it's fake trade season. We've made it to the world of fake trades, and I am joined by host, co-host of Locked On Nets, Doug Norrie. Doug, how you doing? Oh, buddy, the best time of year is when we can speculate on all these things that can uh, maybe happen for, for these two teams. And in a world where the most crazy thing can happen going both ways for both these teams, it's, uh, it's a, I, I don't know if we've ever been in this, like, quite this kind of situation with where things might land between the Blazers and the Nets. Yeah, truly, truly like a four-lane highway. Everybody's buzzing by in both directions. So uh, let's we'll, we will get into all of it today. Uh, I think the sort of the... The crux of why we're here, why we've joined, why you, we've joined each other today is because there is like obvious link between interest for the Blazers in Mikhail Bridges. And now Portland has the number three overall pick, which that is a really enticing thing that they could trade to the Brooklyn Nets. And to make it work, they Blazers almost certainly, well, we'll talk about it, but almost certainly have to include Anthony Simons. So before we kind of get into the deeper specifics of that trade, and I try to pitch you on taking a worse package, um, let's <laughs> let's. Uh, what are the Nets trying to accomplish? Right, they have taken such a major pivot over the last four months. Like, for, particularly for my listeners, like, what are, what's the Nets' goal this summer, and, and what is are they? Is there pressure for them to go in one direction? Yeah, I think this is like the biggest. Th- the hardest thing to probably drill down on right now in Nets world is actually this very question is what are they trying to do? It's, it's, it's not exactly clear. I think from on a high level, they are one, and this is not, this doesn't necessarily help with trade season. They're trying to one, I think distance themselves from the previous superstar era, right? Like to get as far away from the KD Kyrie Harden thing as possible. Um, And trying to, lend or sorry not a lend trying to establish an air of just sort of um functionality and consistency that the 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 team really hasn't seen in a long time that makes it hard to know sometimes if they're going to make the best basketball decisions or best long-term decisions so i I know this is like a, a roundabout answer to say there's no answer i'm not exactly sure actually and i think this is where the nets land in this really interesting crossroads why it's we're doing this crossover to begin with right it's like there are the range of outcomes here is so wide that I actually don't even want to pigeonhole into and say, Oh, I think they're trying to do this because I'm not exactly sure, but I do think there's a level of consistency they're trying to maintain. And I also do think there's a world where on the one hand, they wouldn't mind continue to winning because they have incentive to do that now without their picks. And then there's also a world where I, I think if you gave them truth serum, they'd say a reset doesn't look too bad. 
but that 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 puts us in another sort of version of maybe inconsistency when it comes to the fans and the optics behind that might be might be rough. So look, that's a that's a really really wide range of outcomes. Um, we're getting to they're the specifics. Going does that make sense? Does that really... make sense though? Like what I'm yeah, saying? No, it's, it's, like, so it's, it's really like... hard to pigeonhole. Right, because they they don't control their picks, right? Like right. for the most part, their picks are owed to other teams. So being really bad is not super valuable because you can't tank the way the Blazers have perfected it, which is just lose like so aggressively. It's just a beautiful, just really fun basketball. Hot, strong recommend. You, but um, you can't totally bottom out without getting some draft capital back, which they could. But even if they do, it's not going to be their pick, so they're kind of out of their control. Right. So it's like, do we want to just be kind of good for a little bit and then hope we can make that move? Um, and like, they are kind of good. The roster is a little weird, but they got a bunch of good players. Um, they don't make, doesn't make a ton of sense, but it's like they have, right. they have like eight or nine legitimate NBA players. And, and that's more than I say the team that I cover could say. <laughs> Yeah, they can't like they can't do the Skylar Mays, uh, Jonathan Williams kind of like end the season, Jonathan Manaya, and like, hey, who's getting thirty five minutes tonight? Like, this is gonna look. These I know these guys you've never heard of, but welcome to forty minutes of these guys every single night on the on the end of the season. No, they can't take that route, which I which I was jealous of the Blazers for going so boldly there. But no, they, yeah. they that's not gonna, that's not a realistic outcome. Yeah, and and so and so now they they right they're it's like they're trying to maybe go the middle path, but there's there's obviously there's directions you could go on either side. Um, I wonder, so you, you guys, I listened to your show. As soon as the Blazers got the number three pick, you yeah. were eyeing that thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You were, you, have their, to. you were on there by yourself. Like I saw the solo show. He said, listen, let's, let's talk about it. Um, how long have sort of front in nets world? Have you been envisioning a swap with the Blazers and why does it appeal to you? Oh, you know, it's funny. It was right there. I, you know, it's, it, it was really right in that moment. I did think they were, they were perfectly positioned to, if they spiked a high pick outside of the Wemby pick that there was a world where it was like, Oh, they could, the Nets could consider this and the Portland, Portland considers his Dame. Obviously, you know, it's like your listeners know he's on record basically saying he's not interested in it. Right. Not interested to go into the 19 year old route. Yeah. He said <laughs> um, no more 19 year olds. Like he said it really specifically. He said that exactly. route is not my route. So it, the Blazers are incentivized to get good right um right so, so like going right out there right after the right after the lottery um when they spiked that pick um it, it, it felt very obvious it, and but, uh, but honestly it wasn't even reporting from Nets world it was just like reporting around obvious land like obviously the Nets should like should start thinking about this because it's not even coming from inside sources it's like hey this is an obvious basketball move they have they don't control their own picks but this is a way to get a high draft pick to begin resetting things like you could maybe get another a couple talented guys back in the, into this thing bridges is uh overall value is probably never going to be higher than it is right now like i, right. I can't imagine coming off the playoff run and the end of the season run i don't think actually a full season of Mikhail bridges would actually raise his value he's i think he's really really good but it's hard to imagine him getting more valuable than he is right in this moment there's almost just no way he was just that good right um a year older a ton of a lot more miles an injury who who the heck knows um but it does offer like this one unique moment for the nets to i think try to capitalize it i i do worry though that i mean what do you think about this because you know 
it's not the same thing as Dame, but it's it's interesting when you become sort of like the face of a franchise. I do think there's an extra, and I think Bridge is already there, honestly, for the Nets. Like, um, there's this extra layer of value that you can't really even tap anywhere in the trade market, right? Because it's like, hey, this guy's so valuable to us. He's valuable beyond basketball. He represents who they traded for KD, you know, like all this other stuff. Like, do you think? Like when if you look at it from the outside coming in, do you see that as an inhibitor to making a trade? Because I think we're going to talk about like what specific packages would look like, but there's this right. other like sort of non basketball functioning thing here that I worry. Yeah. Block it that 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 would make you think irrationally, and I, and maybe you want to disagree with this because I think the the Blazers have thought irrationally about the Dame situation for a long time now. But I get it because he's like. He's so loved, so I, I I'm not yeah, bashing like him at, for it, and but he's like at worst like the second best player in franchise history. So, uh, it's, no, no, it I is... get it, I get it. But I'm saying that like if again, if you gave a lot of people truth serum, I war- I wonder if they would have moved that. You know what I mean? Like, there's just other basketball. There's other there's, sometimes just other than basketball things kind of crop up, and I oh, and yeah. I get it. It makes sense. I think I think from the Nets perspective, there is an optics too, and I think you hit it there. Is like we traded this. This is the prize for Kevin Durant, right? Like this is the sacrifice of all these things, and it's like, hmm. Now, now we move off him and we end up with better be something good. Like whatever finishes that sentence better feel like, okay, yeah, it was worth it. Or it's like, damn, because um, the Nets do have a a, a small history of, of having some trades that seem that you look back in and people get frustrated about, we won't, well, we won't rehash them here, but there were some in the past that big blockbuster trades that felt um, that, you know, our Bobby Marks gets teased about all the time. So it's like, it's, yeah, like I think there is an optics perspective part of it, and I think there is a like, hey, we want to, um, you know, we want to. I, I think there's two things for from for someone like Mikael Bridges and the Nets. It's like we don't want to get fleeced here, and for the Blazers, it's like we want to do right by. Like if we end this era with Dame, we're not going to send him to hell. Like we're not going to like we're just not going to trade him to OKC or whatever. Like we're going to do right by him because he's done right by us and all these things. It's almost it's almost the reverse. Uh, I want to ask you about your perception of Amphrey Simons um, and also of who you prefer at three. But first, I want to ask you, uh, what kind of what kind of shirts you wearing? Oh, the shorts right now, baby, the bird dogs. I, these are the easy the, when these things came in the mail. Our friends over at bird dogs sent out the uh, little welcome pack. The, they have actually not left my waistline and my legs since they came in the mail. Uh, they are about as versatile as it gets. I, like, I don't know about you. I live really close to the beach. I know when it comes summertime, these things are going to be able to go into the water out of the water no problems stretchy fabric makes my, even these legs look great which you know if you live in my house it's no easy feat the bird i cannot really sing the high higher praise of bird dog. if i stood up right now which i will not do on the podcast you would see the bird dogs with the interior lining uh hugging these trunks right now uh all you gotta do to get yourself some bird dogs and believe me once you do you will not take them off just like i have in birddogs.com slash locked on mba you enter the promo code locked on mba they're gonna throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order cannot sing the bird dog praises high enough if you're going for something that looks great if you're going for versatility if you're going for fit they have you covered go to birddogs.com slash locked on mba and enter that code locked on mba you'll get that tumbler with every order all right Let's let's get into the nitty gritty of this a little bit, and 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 we can we can kind of bounce back and forth a little bit. But the package I think that makes sense for these two teams of there to do business together is something centered around Amphrey Simons and 
the the pick kind of i don't even think i think that anymore the more i dig into this but we can argue about that in a moment but um i'm wondering before we get into that what is your perception of amphrey simons as someone uh, outside the market uh because yeah i think that is that is a big part of this trade because to make the money work the blazers don't really have other salary that is appealing unless you want yusuf nurkic and azir little and that feels like not enough so what is your perception of amphrey simons yeah, look, I mean, undersized guard, good on the ball, really good shooter. I, I would be fine. It's like a guy that you like to root for. I doubt you want to build your franchise around them. The contract looks pretty good. Um, again, it's like you can probably see what the ceiling is. I get why he would come. I mean, there's a lot of reasons he would come over. The money matches really well. The youth, and he's, you know, obviously, you know, the Blazers people know this forever. It was like kind of buried for a long time. You hear talk of his talk he's of him coming he's good it's gonna he's gonna be amazing and then by the way he was really good like in those like non-game minutes uh he he earned every bit of the of, of the money i don't think it's not like a franchise altering move obviously it's more of like a money matching we get someone in that can play 35 a night and is not gonna you're not gonna be like so frustrated with it but you're really it's really kind of fodder for the whatever the other draft capital that you're getting back is right so like Anthony Simons fine player I mean I think he was like negative EPM this year I, like it's not amazing pretty he's, he's struggled on defense he's never really yeah exactly it out. And, and, not, and, and look not it's a great be playmaker hard. and it's gonna be hard if you're paired with Dame to like have like an amazingly defensive backcourt with those two guys like I, like it, there's nowhere to hide those guys at that point right so like I think yeah. that that's probably a little bit part of it but I'm fine with it, but that would not, that would not be the part that excited me <laughs> about a trade. Like the the part that excited me about the trade has to be Shaden Sharp. It has to be like the number three pick, who's probably you know probably not Scoop, but like who knows? You know what I mean? So like I get it on Simons. Where do because where do you stand on Simons? Does that seem like a fair assessment? Like outside the market, I, I, a point of honesty, I probably watched him play like. 12 times this year or something. Yeah, like right. You know yeah. I mean? like, it's, it's, they happen late at night. We're recording this pretty late at night, and this would be like tip off for the Blazer game. Um, right. so, so um yeah. Uh I, I would I would say he's like probably an above average starter. Um, I would probably rather have Amphrey Simons. I would rather have Amphrey Simons than say like Jordan Poole. Um, I think you could argue you'd rather have Amphrey Simons and Tyler Hero. Those are pretty comparable players. It's just you got to get them in the right role, right? Like those two dudes are six men. They come off the bench and they're like microwave scores off the bench Amphrey Simons is a starting shooting guard and if he becomes the centerpiece of a trade it's like centerpiece of the trade for Tyler Hero which is like the the piece that Blazers uh, that Miami fans want to trade for Damian Lillard so uh he, you know maybe right. maybe people value that uh pretty highly but um yeah I, I would say he's probably like an above average starter I don't like shooting guard is such a weak position so saying like he's one of the top 10 shooting guards in the league is like yeah duh like right. <laughs> it's like there's not that many. Um, but I think you're right in general. Like he's not a franchise player. I think here, like in Portland, in, the, in this market, I'm lower than on most than ants. And I still think he's really good. The numbers without Dame suggest that he's like in a, like a legitimate starting point guard in the league, but it's just not a, it's not a, like a, to me, it's not a sample that I would bank on just because if you watch the minutes, some of them came when they were horrific or like just giving him the ball and saying, you, you literally get as many pick and rolls as you want to run. Like it wasn't um, highly competitive basketball. The more I, so when I, it's like, it's been clear that the Blazers are going to 
trade for Damian Lord's good friends, Mikael Bridges, or want to trade for their, you know, good friends. Dame's like sitting courtside in Brooklyn. And from your perspective, he's either recruiting um, Mikael Bridges or he's shopping for a new house, uh, depending on who you are. And like at that point, it's like, well, if they get the sixth pick in the draft, Ant plus the sixth pick to me is okay. Now that it's three, it feels like a pretty serious overpay because to me, the difference in like one of the Thompson twins or Jairus Walker versus Brandon Miller, or it's like, that seems like a big jump. What is your perception of the two young guys that might be available at three in terms of like franchise cornerstones? Yeah. I mean, either one, this is, and this is where it becomes really interesting, right? Because, and this is the really the, frankly, the only reason we're probably talking about it, because I think with either what either between Scooter Miller and it's probably Miller at this point, right? Like, right. I think that that's probably where it's trending. I think that you are, this is where like the nets could begin to forego. This is what makes it realistic to me. This is where they can forego the tanking piece of it because those guys are so good that you, right. it's like, yeah, it, it's going to hurt to tank. Or to, sorry, they're not going to tank, but like to not be that good, to maybe not to play, make the playoffs, to have that unprotected pick out to Houston, that is not going to feel amazing. But you are getting a legit top three pick. Like this is a strong draft, and these are three top. I mean, Wemby's out of it. Like the, these other two guys are legit. Like they would go other years, they would go number one, right? Like so, there. I think that you can feel pretty good about basically getting essentially like a number one or number two pick because you're backing Wimby and I'm all out of this thing. Cause you're just like, so yeah. generational. I think you can start to feel better about it, but I wonder if like the draft capital for the blazers, like the, you said, it's an overpay for bridges. Like, cause at what point like, okay. So do you think actually, I'll just ask you this right out. Do you think the number three in Simons for just Mikhail bridges? That's it. That's the whole deal. Do you think, do you think that's an overpay for Portland? Yeah. Like just you, yeah. you do. But I also think, they've backed themselves into a corner where they have to overpay because what they're doing is they're trading to keep Damian Lillard on the team. They're not trading to get Mikael Bridges, right? They're trading to, they are trading to keep their franchise icon on the team because if they don't do this, like if they don't make this move, Dame's going to, Dame's, I don't know if he's going to walk or whatever, but he is going to the, you are starting the process of him being gone and you're, it's just, when does it happen? My guess would be it happens this summer. So I think it's an overpay. I think it's like, I think it's a straight up is going to be a, a bad deal, but I kind of think they will strong the, from the Blazers. Like I am, I am just, I'm merely a man with a microphone, but from the Blazers perspective, I think they will strongly consider it because of the position that they're in. So, you know, where I put, make this like, it's a good, you phrase that really well. It's, it's almost analogous to the Kawhi PG trade hundred percent. in that you're like, when it's like, Oh, you know, they gave away so much for PG. It's like, well, no, they gave all that way for PG and Kawhi. Right. Like I know Kawhi wasn't like attached to the deal when they sent it into the league office, but like it was the same was. thing as he might yeah. as well have been like he might as well have been a part of the paperwork because that wasn't happening without it. When you phrase it like that, if you already have walked down sort of like the primrose path of like keeping Dame, then at that point, if, if you're bottling them all together, then it is all part of the deal. Then it's like, oh, it's the number three and Simons for Mikhail Bridges and three more years of Damian Lillard, <laughs> if right. that's what you really want. And then, I, I, look, I, it's really funny, too, because I, I think that, like, this all goes back to what I was saying before about, like, making basketball decisions around non-basketball topics. Like, because that's what, like, the, this is, and every, every, you box yourself into a, into a really, really weird spot with this. Like, because I, I guess in a second we'll talk about going the other way. Like, if Dame does kind of jump and, like, if the Nets can give anything, can give enough back to, like, to make that worthwhile. But 
I'm right with you that it probably feels like an overpay. Some people in the Nets would see it as an underpay because they love bridges. This is so. This is the craziest. If it sounds like I'm stumbling, it's, it's, it's only because so- I really believe this is like one of the craziest situations. Like it's it's unbelievable that we're even here, and it's not totally clear like who would get the be- better of this long term or short term. Yeah, I, a lot of it depends on the on the the on three. Like if 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 the draft prognosticators are right and you're trading for like a, you know, for Brandon Miller, like a six, nine dude who could play two, three and four and defend it all. It's like, well, I think we just got a Mikhail Bridges, right? Like, I think I I was just going to say it. Like you maybe just, (laughs) you maybe just got a 19 year old Mikhail Bridges, like, right. Or better, like, or, or maybe better. Cause like Bridges is not exactly so, so young. And so, uh, yeah, man, this is like, it's just such a, it's such a crazy spot. I, I really knew this was a really interesting deal when, and I you almost never use this as the temperature taker around something that whether I think that we're like living in the world of rationality, but even doing that, those podcasts right away about the, about that, like, you know, made up deal three pick and then throwing it on Twitter. It really was completely split right down the middle of what people thought was good or bad. And like, no one was too mad about it, but no one was too excited about it. And everyone's kind of like shrugged their shoulders and said, yeah, we should do it on both sides. And I was like, maybe this is just the world where it's going to happen because everyone kind of has resigned themselves that it's like not the most amazing thing, but it might be the lesser of two evils for everybody. I don't know. I think that's kind of, that's, that's sort of where I've ended up making my mind about it. Yeah. So from the Blazer fans perspective, they want, they want Nick Claxton to be involved yeah. And to make that happen, it's like the Nets would have to take uh, use of Nurkic back. Um, not a great contract and like a, a fine average to slightly below average center in the league. Uh, but like, is there a world? Um, I can tell by your reaction that you're not into it. But is, is there a world in which the Nets say, OK, if we're going to make this trade, let's kind of let's let's really shift. Like, let's go to the next era because we're going to trade Royce and we're going to trade Dorian Finney-Smith and we're going to like we're going to do one. We're going to look different. Do you think there's a world in which uh, Mikhail kind of opens the floodgates and that somebody like Clax, who's really good is going to um, w- would be on the table? Ah, oh, man, it's all, it's so hard. This is where I, I actually really hadn't entertained the class inside of this too much. Um, just because I just didn't think that that would be even the route that they would go. Um, if it was like Bridges and Claxton, I just think that's probably too much. Like you'd have to probably at that point send back Shaden. Like I like yeah, it would and be, they're not gonna they don't want and they're not gonna charge. do it right and right. they're not because because like you like Claxton is really good. He's again he's not like a swing generational talent kind of good, but he's in an amazing contract right now. So is Bridges. Like these are amazing contracts yeah. for these guys. They're relatively young ish. They probably have another level, or at least Claxton does. So I I think you're probably getting. T- it's getting too deep at that point to probably really consider it. Um, and it's all these moves actually is like what it makes me worry that the nets. And I don't think, and again, I think the optics around it end up being so, so rough because it's like, Oh my gosh, they finally developed a guy in Claxton. And it's like, they're going to trade him. They just did this with Jared Allen, right? right? Like they finally developed a center and then they just shipped him around the next, you know, playing out of town when, when Harden came calling. So I just, I don't think they would end up going there, but I understand why Blazer fans would want to throw it in there because because he's good and he's young and you want to make you what you want to put all the pieces around Dame and I actually think he would be a really complimentary piece with Dame but oh, yeah. um but it's just but he's probably just too valuable at this point that was my yeah that was my guess too is that the Blazers don't have this the sweetener that they have is too much like sharp sharp Simons and the pick is all your assets like you just you can't put them all in that's it, it doesn't make sense uh okay so you mentioned it the Nets want Damian Lillard 
Uh, right? It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's, I, I hate to sound disappointed by this because I, I think, and stop me if this goes too far. I, I, sometimes I worry that saying you don't want somebody sounds like you're anti somebody, but it's not true. Right. It's like, or even like talking about trading bridges, like, oh, you're anti bridges. Like I'm not, I'm just, I'm like pro rationality, right? Like I'm not anti these players, I'm pro rational behavior or upside or, you know, upside behavior or whatever. I think that the Nets probably really want him. I think he represents the kind of superstar that they kind of missed out on three times in a row, <laughs> right? With with the guys that wanted out of town. Every, he checks every box in terms of like culture and community and I mean just talent. He's amazing. Like he's an all NBA point guard. Obviously, he's one of the, you know, the some I know people have put him up there with Curry at times. Like he's great. Like what, I mean, like, he was arguably the best point guard in the NBA this season, right? Like of course, he, of course. Yeah. yeah. Like, like he's, he was he's, up there. he's amazing. Nothing to do with his skills. It only, it really mostly has to do with like the 63 million in 26, 27. Um, it might, it, a- hey, listen, it might only be like 58 and a half because the cap might, okay. the cap might not go up as high as they think it's going to. It might only be like 58 and a half million. Even the 58 and a half in 25, 26. Like this is, you're headed for a cap, you're he- and the Portland's headed this direction too. You're headed for this like really weird, possible, wild westy cap situation coming out in the next couple of years where it's going to be like the last thing you want is bad money tied to the top of your payroll for guys that you can't win the championship with. that actually might be the worst worst thing you can do to your franchise like um and no one exactly knows how this is going to play out but i would guarantee what you do not want to have is very like 35 percent of your cap or whatever into a guy that can't get you all the way there will be actually the worst organizational decision you can make and i'm really worried about that i said this on yesterday's podcast would i love to root for dame for like one and a half two years yeah that'd be great he's awesome yeah, it's pretty fun he's to root super, for yeah it's super fun to root for it would make the team really exciting and i just think it would be almost like malpractice to do it <laughs> beyond, <laughs> right, from an organizational own, standpoint. beyond your own skepticism, um, which I think is uh, pretty rational. And I think it's shared by some people here in the Blazers fan bases. They're like, Oh my, Oh my gosh, are we going to get caught in this and pay Dame $60 million when he's 36 because, mm-hmm. uh, because of loyalty or whatever. Do the Nets have a package to make it work? Like, what does it look oh. like? Obviously the problem is you can't trade Mikhail Bridges. That's who you'd want to trade for Dame. Right. right? But Dame isn't going to Brooklyn to not play with his homie. He's going to like that there. That's part of it. So like, what does a Nets package even look like? I guess um, if they were to go down this route and I will say uh, I have heard pretty vague whispers that even when I pushed back against didn't get, didn't get much stronger that the Nets are, if the Blazers go this way, the Nets are a landing spot that would be of interest. So um, I think, not that there's interest. You mean that would be on like his preferred list? Like, is right. that what you Dame mean? Like, wants to, Dame wants to be in Portland. He wants to make it work and all those things. But I think based on where they are now, um, I've heard from one person specifically that thinks that, that Brooklyn would be a, a place to keep an eye on. I think that one thing that might save the Nets from not trading for him is that their package just isn't sweet enough. Like, that's kind of like I that. Think, I think yeah. that's actually the one thing that might stop it because, like, I think I think you're right. I think that the the tea leaves all seem to be there that he probably would want to come here. He's friends with Mikhail. Like organizationally, I think it's fine. Like I, you know, the New York City, whatever. All the all the things, I think it's fine. I actually think 
almost thankfully the Nets don't have enough to give. <laughs> like, what can they give? Like, you, Claxton, that's not going to look good enough probably on paper. Matching the money would actually be pretty tough here. Like the money they, is like the problem. Is that it's like well, it has to be you, Ben Simmons? I'll tell you the one. Here's what you don't want to hear. This, the the guy who starts matching that money is Ben Simmons, and I, like I don't think you can be an organization that goes from Dame Lillard to Ben Simmons as like your highest paid players. I, unless I think he's that, gonna like, like unless he's gonna medically retire or whatever, you know. Unless he's gonna show up here and be like, I don't want the money, but. My well, if you're the GM, you should the- just trade yourself in the deal because, like, you're never gonna, you're never gonna make it. Like, you're never, you're never gonna make it. So, I think that like they don't have enough of their own picks. They had the Phoenix picks are gonna look really good in the future, probably a few years out. Um, they have some, they have some of their own picks left, but not really, and they're pretty far out. Like, they just don't have enough. I, I just don't see how if there was really any kind of bidding war that like. I just don't think they can I don't think they can match it enough. And like the only guy that you can really send back is Bridges. And at that point, like what are you doing it for? So I, I think yeah, that it's like you could sign and trade Camp Johnson or whatever, but that doesn't even it's it, not what enough. is right. Like what does that appeal to them? Uh some kind of Royce and Dorian Finney Smith. And it's like it doesn't they it what it would need to be is that the Blazers don't here's like here's the path, right? Draft night comes. The Blazers are trying to make this trade. They're like, oh man, Ant and Amphrey Simons and three is too much for Mikhail Bridges. That's like for us organizationally, we're uncomfortable with that. Those are like blue chippers in our mind. The Nets say, okay, fine. Like we're not, we'll just, we're happy to hang up the phone and like roll, right. roll along with Mikhail Bridges. We're happy to have him on the roster. Damian Lord says, yo, what the? And because now that they have another 19 year old and they haven't done what he's very, very specifically and very publicly has wanted them to do, he says, Okay, it didn't work. I've appreciated my 11 years here. Year 12 is not happening. I would like to be traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Not I would like to be traded. I would like to be traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Then you start to get into a package building. But even then, it's like, do the Blazers say, sorry, we, we like we just can't do it right now. Like we can do it I later think they'd on. they have to both. do like the KD thing. They had to do this, the, the Kevin Durant thing from the previous summer where they just say, I appreciate that you want the trade. We absolutely under no circumstances can send you to the, with the packages that are being offered. Like, it's just like, you can't like, there's just, uh, it's, we, that's organizational malpractice. We can't do it. Like you're under contract for a long time. We love you, but it's just not good enough. The Nets as by, for a proxy, the Nets just did this with KD. Now, eventually Matt Ishbia came in and, and, you know, backed the truck up, but like, at the time during the summer, they just honestly said, they said the packages stink. Like we can't do it. You're right. Kevin Durant. <laughs> like, and I think that the Blazers at least, I, I think from that perspective, I think they at least have something they can look over and say, Hey, we saw another team. What the, how you do this. Like you just say, Hey, give it a try. Let's get to the trade deadline. Let's see where everyone is. That's basically what they did with Durant. Like it was like, yeah. there was like this, like, you know, behind closed doors, handshake agreement. And we, we knew this at the time we called it. We we're like, they just agreed to kick the can down the road four months. <laughs> like that's yeah, all, like, that's all they did. Right. It was like, no one, no one get too comfortable here because like, if this goes bad, he's gone. And that's exactly what happened. I think they would have to do the same thing with Dame because then, yeah. cause you'd have to just wait, wait till see what happens. And then like, Hey, look, the nets stink and they want to reset it. And at that point it's like, you know, maybe something happens then, or I don't know, but I, the, yeah, the I, just don't so think, I just don't too, think, like, I just don't think it yeah. can happen. I just don't think the nets package is good enough that they hadn't treated the Harden package would have looked good enough for Dame, but they don't have that package anymore. Right, right. Uh, let's, let's circle back real quick. I'm offering you a call draft night. I'm offering you three and Amphrey Simons for Mikhail Bridges. That's the deal straight up. You taking it right away? I 
Oof, yeah, uh, I probably would not take it, but wow. I would, but I would, it would be really, really close. Like, I think I would, I would think for a long time, I would put my time chip on the table and say like, I need, I, I need a few extra minutes here. I, I do think at that point, it's like really good, but the trade bridges with what he means for the franchise. Now it has to be great. Because they just don't have to trade them. You know what I mean? They have them under contract for a long time. They don't have to do it. And because they don't have to do it, I think they need to be in bold over territory. And I just don't think that's it. And and I think that's I'm gonna I'm gonna add in my own little organizational optics piece to it and say they yeah. just don't they don't need to do it. Um and most other times I probably would have said yes to that. Yeah, that's so that's um I think for Blazer fan perspective, that's that's good to 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 end on, right? It's like this deal that on our side of the, of the continent, it's like, no way, crazy overpay. There's like, there are further considerations from the net side. It's like, mm, I don't know. Uh, is this, is this what, we, is this what we're up to? I think um, it's why these deals are tough. Um, and it's why part of me thinks like, this is going to get dicey for the Blazers. They're, they're going to have to make an overpay somewhere because if they want to keep Dame and they want to do like, like I said, like if they want to make the trade that keeps Dame, they have to overpay in order to keep him. And if other teams are getting cold feet, then your need to overpay gets even louder and brighter and all that. So um, it just, it's just what happens. Like it happened with the yep. Suns. Like they just ended up needing to overpay and they ended up putting bridges and Johnson and all the unprotected picks in it. Like this is just the situation you box yourself into at some point and it, it can kind of stink and it can sometimes it's worth it. Cause like you love Damian Lillard. I don't know. It's a hard situation. <laughs> It is. It's, it's a, they found themselves in a funny spot. Doug, this was a whole bunch of fun. Thanks for, thanks for joining the program and uh, thanks for having me on Locked On Nets. Awesome, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, well, maybe we'll be talking soon again if we're doing a trade reaction piece. Exactly. So I'll, I'll talk to you in about a month from today. Dear listeners, come back for more okay. shows next week. It's what we do five days a week, available wherever you got podcasts and also on YouTube. I appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.